What's going on, guys? My name is Brian Sanchez, and welcome back to the NFL Rundown. You know, we're about to enter the dark, dark days of summer where there's no football uh, to be had. Free agency, draft, and all that is exciting and it's fun, but, you know, we miss the games. You know, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll start another podcast talking about some of my other favorite sports, Formula One, and of course, Major League Soccer. But who knows? We'll get to that later, but it's been quite a while since we did an episode. Uh, September the 28th was the last time we did an episode. Reason for me being silent for three quarters of the season, biggest factor was uh, a few days after the last episode aired, I got married. During a pandemic, 2021, the whole nine, I ended up taking a couple of weeks and I said, you know, I'm going to enjoy the first couple of weeks. We didn't even get to do uh, a proper honeymoon. So figured I would take a couple of weeks and a couple of weeks turned into a month. And then all of a sudden some other stuff happened, blah, 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 excuses, excuses. And then my team went on a run and I didn't want to jinx it. I didn't want to come back on the air and either jinx it or sound like I was just showboating because my hometown team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, went on a run. And so I decided I would wait till the end of the season and talk about it afterwards. Never expected to watch Tom Brady hoist his seventh Lombardi trophy in Tampa in a stadium that sits mere blocks, two blocks away from my childhood home in one direction, two blocks away in the opposite direction from the hospital that I was born in. It was a pretty awesome weekend for a Tampa native such as myself. But look, I could go on for an entire episode talking about Tom Brady and you know the, the, the fun that I had watching my team win the Super Bowl. And maybe I'll do another episode later on uh, in the offseason about that, kind of thinking about that run. Uh, but today what I want to do is go over my preseason picks and compare them to what happened throughout the season. Since now the season's all said and done, uh, football 2020 season is officially over. So let's recap it. Let's recap and see if I knew what I was talking about going into the season. So we're going to start with the divisional standings. We're going to go the AFC East. We'll start with that. My picks were the Pats to win the division, then the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets. And man, was I wrong on a lot of that. Although I did put the Jets at the bottom, and I was correct on that one. Man, the Bills going 13-3, and and the Dolphins 10-6, and outdoing the Patriots in third place at 7-9. and It's incredible. Incredible run that the Bills had, you know, making it deep into the playoffs. You know, they're, I think, going to be the, the class of the AFC East for years to come. I think New England can definitely come back next year if they get their stuff together. I'll never count out Bill Belichick. I'm not in the camp that says, see, it was Brady all along, even though he won a Super Bowl without Belichick. Uh, I think it takes more time to rebuild a team from that coaching perspective than, you know, what Tom Brady got to do and join in Tampa. So I think the Patriots could be back next year, as quick as next year, but they got some work to do. The AFC North, my pick was the Ravens, the Steelers in second, the Browns in third, the Bengals 
at the end of that division. I was fairly close. Steelers ended up winning that division. The Ravens, not too far behind, only one game back in those standings. Uh, the Browns, though, had a season. 11 wins, 11 and 5. Coming in third place, tying, you know, tiebreakers put them in third. And Cincinnati, so sorry. So, yep, got that one wrong. Show enough. I'll own up to that one as well. AFC South. My preseason picks here got a little messed up, but I said the Texans were going to win that division with the Titans being left out, being left out of the playoffs. Well, the Texans did not win that division. We all know what happened with Houston this year, only winning four games. Tennessee, of course, winning that division. Colts also getting into the playoffs. Big drop off from those 11 and five teams down to four and 12 with uh, Houston and one and 15 with the Jags. That's rough. That was, that's, that's really rough. Although they got Urban Meyer, looks like they're going to be getting Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick. So who knows? The Jags may win the division next year. Uh, and then of course the AFC West. I mean, look, everyone, I think picked Kansas City to win that division, right? I mean, every, I think a lot of people picked Kansas City to win the Super Bowl and they got there sure enough, but 14 and two winning that division. Uh, the Raiders having an eight and eight season coming in second place there. The Chargers just below that seven and nine and the Broncos five and 11. I actually uh, flipped the Chargers and Raiders in my preseason picks. Pretty dang close on that one. But of course, the Chiefs is an easy pick. Looking at the NFC, I'll start in the north. A lot of people were picking the Vikings at the beginning of the season. I was not one of them. You can go back and listen to my preseason picks. Of course, I picked the Packers to win that division. I picked the Vikings to be in second place, uh, and then the Lions and the Bears. I got the division winner correct, but the Bears having an 8-8 eight eight season, that whole drama, the Vikings up and down all year long, and of course the Lions with 5-11 and 11 coming in last place there. Everyone was counting Aaron Rodgers out at the beginning of the season. Packers drafted a quarterback. This was going to be the year that, you know, all that pressure was finally going to get to Aaron Rodgers. And what does he do? League MVP. The man is crazy. I think they may have shot themselves in the foot drafting a quarterback and not getting some extra help. But who knows? They could still be competitive. Uh, let's go. Oh, man. The NFC East last year was a nightmare. <laughs> I said the Cowboys were going to win the division, followed by Philadelphia, then the Giants, and then Washington. And look, we all know what happened with Dak and the Cowboys this past year. It was a really, really rough year. Washington, surprising everybody. You know, Alex Smith with the comeback player of the year and, 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 and everything and making it into the playoffs and not just you know, limping into the playoffs. I mean, yes, they, they had a 7-9 and nine record and still, you know, won their division with a 7-9 and nine record. That tells you a lot. But there's no doubt about it that that team proved that they have guts. Uh, Ron Rivera uh, getting fired from Carolina was the worst decision that Carolina's made uh, in a very long time. Great decision uh, that Washington made. And when we finally get a new mascot in Washington... They're going to have something to be proud of. I guarantee it. I'm still on record saying that they should be called the Sentinels. Uh, I've seen the Red Wolves, uh, Red Hawks, stuff like that circling around. Who knows? But apparently we're not going to get a new mascot for them until 2022. 
So we'll be calling them the Washington football team for some time to come. I think that's actually kind of cool, to be honest with you. You kind of go the, the soccer route, you know, like Washington FT or something like that. Uh, leave, whatever you name the team, leave the uniforms. I love the classic clean, you know, the burgundy and gold uniforms with the numbers on the helmets. They look sick. Super throwback. I really, really dig it. Uh, let's go with the NFC West. My pick was the Rams to win that division, then the Seahawks, the Niners, and the Cardinals all over the place here. Of course, Seattle went 12-4 and winning that division. Russell Wilson, uh, although in some headlines recently saying that he'd love to be traded, and if he was going to be traded, talking about going to Las Vegas and stuff. I mean, like, you know, a lot of news, but that's not what we're doing today. Uh, the Rams finished second, 10-6. and six. Cardinals went 8-8. Eight and eight. Cardinals picking up J.J. Watt, too. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with next year. Uh, and the 49ers, 6-10 uh, and 10 at the bottom of that division. And then, of course, the NFC South, my home division. Now, look, in the preseason, I picked the Bucks to win this division. Uh, you can go back and listen to that episode. It was a bit of some hopeful, wishful thinking. But, you know, I gave them a shot. But I, I said we would be in the playoffs for sure. And then I had the Saints in second place, the Falcons in third, and the Panthers at the bottom of that list. You know, New Orleans winning the division is not a surprise. 12-4, and four, had a fantastic season, and Drew Brees proved to be one of the greatest and classiest football players we've seen ever. Uh, and if this was his last year, uh, it is kind of sad to see that, you know, he had a season kind of marred with some injuries and missed some time and, you know, but... As much as I loved watching my team go into the Superdome, the Superdome in the playoffs and win that game to go to the NFC Championship game, it was kind of sad to see you know Drew Brees go out in a playoff game at home with the performance that they had. It was not a good game. It was not a good performance for him. So that's kind of sad. Uh, I really would have liked to have gotten to see one more really great performance from Drew Brees, but. No official word on his retirement just yet. Uh, I've heard some things saying that he might be determined to come back next year, so we'll see. But I think he's probably going to end up hanging it up. My Bucks, 11 and 5, second place in that division. We'll, we'll get to the Bucks in a second. Carolina, 5 and 11, and Atlanta coming up at the, the bottom there, 4 and 12. Rough, rough year for the Falcons. Uh, they made it tough on a lot of teams down the stretch, though. They were this real interesting team that, you know, weren't winning games, but they were getting very, very close, but they would just keep blowing second half and fourth quarter leads, double digit leads at times too. Interesting, really, really weird. So, you know, we'll see if they can, you know, kind of get back to winning ways and, and all that. So those were my division picks. My Super Bowl matchup was not close. I picked the Ravens and the Saints to be in the Super Bowl in Tampa this year with Baltimore being your Super Bowl champion. Not the case. Baltimore did not make it to the, NFC, uh, the AFC Championship game and the Saints didn't make it to the AFC Championship game either. So they weren't even, you know, that close to be completely honest with you. You know, AFC Championship was Buffalo and Kansas City. Of course, the NFC Championship was won by Tampa Bay my team and you know let's just let's just get down to it 
the Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl was one that I I mean you could have made a reasonable case for it at the beginning of the season, but I really think that a lot of people would would have kind of laughed and scoffed at you if you said that the Bucks were going to win the Super Bowl in Tom Brady's first year in Tampa without an offseason and preseason and all that. And it's incredible. It's it's an, it's an incredible thing to watch. Uh, I know a lot of people are sick of watching Tom Brady win. uh, And a lot of people are really, really upset that he, you know, seemed to be inebriated in the uh, boat parade for, you know, their Super Bowl championship and, you know, tossing the Lombardi trophy, you know, while on the water from one boat to another and and all that. You know, there's a lot of folks saying it's a bit smug and a bit careless or whatever you want to say, but honestly, if you don't like it, stop him. And for the last 20 years, nobody has put it down like Tom Brady has. It's, it's incredible. It's an incredible thing to watch. This feels very reminiscent of when I was rooting for the Miami Heat. I've been a Miami Heat fan since I was a kid. Alonzo Mourning, you know, one of my favorite players growing up. Uh, all my friends were Orlando Magic fans growing up, you know, Shaquille O'Neal and all them, but um, I was always a huge Miami Heat fan. And then, of course, when we got Dwayne Wade through all those years and we had Shaq down there in Miami and we won that first championship, that was fantastic. And then the dream team comes and LeBron comes and Chris Bosh comes and, and everyone says, you know, you only won the finals, you only won the championship because LeBron was there. Okay, sure. We still won the championship. And there's been a few people that have said the only reason that the Bucs won the Super Bowl is because Tom Brady is there. So, cool. We got it. We got another Lombardi Trophy in Tampa. I don't care about the legacy that Tom Brady has in New England. It doesn't make this Super Bowl any less special to me as a Bucs fan. As an NFL fan, watching someone win more Super Bowls than any other franchise in the league has won in league history is an incredible thing. Uh, Looking forward to hopefully watching him win a back-to-back. I think it would be really, really cool to see someone win back-to-back championships with different teams over a 20-plus year career. It's incredible. It's something that will never, ever happen again, I'm sure. I'm, I, I would state my reputation and bet every dollar that I have that that will never happen again. I mean, Patrick Mahomes did everything that he could in that Super Bowl. Fought his guts out. I mean, there was one pass, I'm sure you've all seen the highlights, where he's diving. He's completely horizontal, parallel to the field, and sidearm throws the ball 30 yards down the field and hits, I believe it's Tyree Kill, in the face mask, in the end zone, and he's unable to come down with the ball. The ball hits the receiver in the face mask. I mean, you cannot do any more than what Patrick Mahomes was doing. It was just a bad night for Kansas City and a credit to Tampa's defense. They came out and they were flying all over the place and just making it incredibly difficult for the Chiefs to do anything offensively. And Tom Brady didn't have to have a stellar night, but he had a pretty decent one hitting Gronk, hitting 
Antonio Brown hating Mike Evans and Scotty Miller. I mean, he was spreading the ball all over the place. They ran the ball fairly decently, but they didn't have to run it too much. And the defense did their job, and it was, it was incredible. It was something that I will never forget, watching my favorite team win the Super Bowl in our home stadium. No NFL team has ever done that before. So this is a little bit longer episode than we usually do. And this is not to say that the show is going to be back three times a week now because, let's face it, it is the offseason. Uh, but we'll probably do some more episodes coming up when the draft gets a little closer, when the combine starts kicking up a little bit, and, and then, of course, preseason and free agency and all the offseason events. We'll probably do an episode here or there. So make sure you're subscribed if it's something that you're interested in, if you like my kind of banter. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at the NFLRD on Twitter. And of course, you can listen to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course, SignalPointMedia.com. All right, so we enter the dark, dark days of summer with no football. But that just means that my other favorite sports are starting up. That is Formula One and MLS soccer. Maybe I'll do a soccer podcast. Who knows? We'll see. Anyways, I'm going to get out of here, guys. We'll see you guys around. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And as always, one love.